In support of our podcast family in these trying times, Snitches will be receiving bonus stitches at no extra charge. That's L-A-A-F. May I tell you a story? What's he talking about? What's he talking about? I was curious to see how a bunch of empty-headed nitwits conducted themselves. You use such lovely big words. I like big words. My curiosity is satisfied. Look, isn't he clever? No! I've been wanting to say that all night, but I didn't have the nerve. If you like high adventure, come with me. If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me. If you like blood and thunder, come with me. From Los Angeles, California. There's already an announcer guy. This is L.A. A. F. Look, pal. I'm Snitches here. get rewards stop telling stop snitching you can have whatever you want quick announcement from the mayor Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We want to thank you for turning folks in. Snitches get, snitches get, snitches get rewards. He seems to know everything. I'm terribly sorry, but we, we can't talk here. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Great announcement from L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti. Snitches get rewards, don't forget. I'm not going to give you the tip line number because I just don't want you to have it. Okay, Karen? <laughs> don't snitch on your neighbors, folks. It's not necessary, not in these trying times. Carport guy puts my uh, safety at risk every single day because he urinates in there. The, there's a to catch you up to speed. There's a gentleman who lives in my carport who is uh, as yet uninvited by anyone else who lives here. heart ladies and gentlemen starting the show off with sad news because I kind of just want to get it out of the way you know those dads who were the cool dad in your neighborhood you were kind of jealous of them because they were so easy going the parties were always at their house they liked uh, going to classic rock concerts with you well R.I.P. Dan Estes if you knew him you loved him 
and um, I know maybe not uh, everybody who is within this podcast's reach knew Dan. But a good man, you wanted guys like Dan in your neighborhood because they watched over all the kids without being creepy about it. (laughs) Uh, My heart goes out to Melissa, Neil, Jason, Marcella. Uh, If you guys do happen to hear the show, I love you. It's supposed to be a comedy podcast, though. to go over today Um, good news also I've got a new chair in the studio if uh, you were one of the four people who watched my Facebook live show maybe you know that I think I was shouting about it on that show it's very exciting but uh, R.I.P. Dan Estes good night sweet prince and flights of angels sing thee to thy rest For us, it's on with the show. Um, More news about this silly shutdown. A lot of warnings not to inject myself with disinfectant. I'm not too sure about you peoples anymore. Not sure if I want to reside in a society with you. Of course I'm not going to inject myself with disinfectant. No one is. Oh, wait. What's this over the wires right now? People did? (laughs) Here's... I don't want to see the post anymore, though, of uh, the warning. Hey, don't inject yourself with disinfectant. Stop doing that. It'd be really beneficial for society to lose any motherfucker who would inject himself with disinfectant. So please, stop sending out that warning. People are likely to heed it. Let's save lives, but let's not save all the lives. Lots of cool stuff happening on live, by the way. Speaking of lives, watching a lot of people's lives. Pretty fun. I have to say, uh, I like Instagram lives, but that's my least favorite in terms of quality. I like YouTube live. I had to settle for Facebook Live myself. A um, lot of music. Huh? A lot of music. But no, I like all the music. Enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I feel like I offer more um, maybe commentary, opinions, and dad jokes on, on live, which is my goal. It's also my goal for the podcast. 
If you're not subscribed, subscribe. If you're not uh, doing the Patreon thing and you have a little bit of money to throw our way, please do so. Patreon.com slash L-A-A-F. A little more about that later. I gotta devote a lot of the show to that lately until we're rich. Once we're rich, I'll stop. Um, I have apparently a 278 close friends who are very good on guitar. Very good. It makes me feel silly for ever having practiced the instrument. Stop acting like dad jokes are so bad, okay? I love them. Everybody loves them. <laughs> if you don't love dad jokes, you're a joyless piece of shit and get out of my life. Stop listening right now. Uh, remember to tip the shit out of everybody. Any, I gotta order a, some new special batteries for a gadget I have. Gonna have to tip the shit out of that person. Definitely book a haircut with your hairstylist if you want to. So I saw some people in Laredo, Texas got hauled into jail <laughs> for having a haircut in a sting operation, no less. Uh, okay. Come on, Laredo, Texas cops, get your shit together. There wasn't any. There wasn't a crack deal going down somewhere. There wasn't. <laughs> that's kind of an old trope, but you know what I mean. There's obviously no crime in Laredo, Texas, because they're arresting people for getting haircuts. Uh, this I don't have where it's from. You'll have to Google it. I just read it earlier. You'll have to trust me, or don't trust me. It's okay if you don't. Fact check me and then tweet me, because. Yeah, that's what I like to hear about how I'm wrong all the time. It's uh, some national holidays. Uh, Drug Take Back Day was a huge success. <laughs> it's National DNA Day, National Telephone Day. Uh, I don't know if that's true. No, 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 no. That's, that's yesterday. This is National Superhero Day. I knew something was up because I look forward all year long to National Superhero Day. Uh, I was a big superhero buff when I was nine. I was like, why aren't the adults as excited about this shit as I am? And lo and behold, 20 years later, they all were. That's probably why the Star Spangled Banner is so confusing. Nobody seems to know the words. <laughs> The Frankenstein monster that destroys souls. Yes, yes, the Star-Spangled Banner. Nobody seems to know the words. For the block, boy. Take it rough. Really, every movie is a superhero movie now, though. Even just the driving movies are people with basic superhero powers driving cars. If it's an airplane, like, people can't die in movies anymore. <laughs> I want a dang realistic, something realistic with a love story in it, goddammit. Um, and uh, and cos cosplay, am I saying that right? I think you shouldn't say it like Bill Cosby. <laughs> cosplay. No, 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 Jimmy. Cosplay is when everybody dresses up like uh, like a member of the Huxtables, and that's that's the whole convention. Uh, I go as Tootie. No, Rudy. I go as Rudy every year with little pigtails and everything, but I digress. 
That's cosplay. Cosplay is where people dress up as uh, superheroes and go to these these conventions. I was invited one time uh, on a production crew to one of these things. I can't say I'm entirely against it. You know, the people seem to be having fun. Um, and the and the girls are the mm, hey now the see here's what those costumes are scanty all right and i and the freedom to wear them is american that's all i'll say on that thank you very much it's been i get all my uh holidays from the website that sells national days i think it's the same mom and pop business that will name a star after you so definitely if you're a rube a fool and a mark Go buy a star, get it named after you, and then uh, why not have a National U Day? I'll bet there is a National Jimmy Day. I'm going to look that up. Anyhow, I am looking forward to it. Look, every day I chair a discussion of random crap I've been thinking about. This is that. Sorry. Oh yes, and on this day in history, Italian dictator Benito Mussolini and his mistress, who I'm not going to mention, okay? If you don't want to be true to your old lady, <laughs> the mistress does not deserve this, this fame. Ava Braun, at least Hitler married Ava Braun. He married her the same year he died, I believe. A little, uh, a little Hitler history. A little history. <laughs> okay. Clara Petacci was her name, not that you'll remember that. They were executed by Italian partisans as they attempted to flee the country. <laughs> this is so, like one of the many, one of the many small, tiny cuts of why I'm not into socialism uh, or communism, even though I could be probably accused of being a progressive. Like if anarchy could work, that'd be great. But I'm just not into the the crowd rushing toward the nearest six foot tall asshole and asking them what to do. Because you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Well, who would know what they're talking about living with a bunch like this? Well, why should the government get more money than your own family? That's what I want to know. Why should the government get more than your own flesh and blood? I got a letter from the government the other day. How been embedded and burned that man the way that I. The new chair, I know a lot of people are going to be asking, but the new chair is adjustable height. It does not have arms. Uh, it's what's called a drafting chair because my table I do these on is uh, the height of a drafting table, though it's flat, not at an angle like a drafting table would be built. Um, but no, yeah, happy death day, Mussolini. That's where we were at. And I'm glad, too. I'm glad he's still dead. He would have died long ago of old age by now. But um, that's what happens when a group of idiots puts a bigger jerk in charge. <laughs> that's why I don't like presidents. I don't think we should have presidents either. It's just basically that. It's just like that in everybody's head. A group of people giving an individual power. It feels like an act of desperation, you know? We invented parliamentary, uh, what, what you might call it, and so we should just use it. It's a better thing. Mm. 
<laughs> this is my protest. Let's get rid of the president. I know. It's stupid. It's stupid. I did convene a panel of health professionals. Uh, Dr. Kevorkian, Dr. Trey, Dr. Phil, Dr. TV, they're all here. Um, my ratings are huge. Millions of people are watching. So uh, I wanted to talk to the audience about some solutions I was thinking about. Like, uh, I mean, it just uh, popped into my head, right? Like that thing that plumbers, you know the thing. They, they screw it down into the drain or into the toilet, and they're trying to get stuff out of that drain. You know, what's the virus, but really, but stuff, you know? Could they use that thing, or could we build a smaller version of that thing to go down the drain of a person and get the virus? That's my question, you know? What about that? And light, too, right, guys? Uh, light's supposed to, you know, kill the virus. So how about... I've seen lights that are very, very bright. I worked in television... They have very bright lights, you know. What if we somehow internally shine that light inside, you know? Not You'd have to get a doctor for it and everything you, uh, to be able to... And a gaffer, I guess. Doctor, a gaffer, go on in there, shine that light, kill the virus. Hey, guys? How come nobody will answer me about my ideas? Don't trust the government. They're just trying to, like, get your money, get your vote. They're a bunch of check-writing bitches as far as I'm concerned. Write checks, bitches, and shut up. You work for us. That's the attitude everyone should have with the government. <laughs> Stop looking to them for answers. Like I said, maybe the doctors. Harvard returned the $9 million. I promised I'd get into this on my live show. Uh, I think Harvard's endowment is somewhere around $10 billion, if I'm to hear, if I'm to have heard correctly. You know, fact check me on that, it's fine. But it's quite large. <laughs> and as part of the small business loans thing, they got $9 million. And I guess they just foresaw whatever backlash. Um, and so they... That's true. Yeah. Harvard had a crisis of conscience, I guess. Yale refused to take the money in the first place, so <laughs> and we have we happen to have a Yale alum in the house. Uh, no, 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 not available for interview. They don't do that. <laughs> She's not coming on the microphone. She does that once a year. I have to pay her. Uh, but yeah, Yale refused the money. They didn't, I mean, you know, you'd have to apply for it. It's a loan, essentially. So, like, someone at Harvard, someone in the Harvard, <laughs> someone in the Harvard business office actually was like, hey, we're technically, we're, we could technically get this $9 million. And they applied for it, and they got it, and they stuck it in the bank, 
and then somebody else at Harvard is like, this is a public relations nightmare. We have to give this money back, and we have to fire Clyde over there who applied for it. <laughs> we have $10 billion. Um, yeah, so Yale refused the money. So if any, any of you D-list celebrities out there are looking for an Ivy League college to bribe your child into, consider Yale University, home of the Scrappin' Scottish. Excuse me? Irish. The sump, the scrappin' Irish, Yale University. Oh, I could sing the song. I could sing the Yale. Oh, we scrap and we scrap and we're Irish and we scrap and we fight all day because we're Irish. That's so fucking racist. As one third Irish, I'm, I'm highly offended. Uh, yeah, that's right. Scottish, Irish, Indian. Though that's under dispute. My siblings demand I take a, a <laughs> some sort of test. I think one of them did and found out she was far less Indian than I've been saying. And so and so I want to live in happy ignorance and, and imagine that I am full Cherokee. <laughs> Sometimes I just stare straight into the sun because we can do that. Um, Oh my god. Have you seen it? Have you seen the graphic of how it spreads? I'm so scared. People are very scared. And I think it's mostly because of these graphics. I will just describe to you. I bet I described to you the graphic that I saw, and you totally get it because I bet you saw it because I it was a viral video that I saw. It's like black and white. I think. Uh, oh man, I can't remember whether it was pencil drawn or if it was just black and white photography, videography, etc. But, yeah, what, what it is is, like, various touch points, you know? So it'll see it show a finger touching an ATM, and it'll show, um, uh, like, a hand going onto a cart at a grocery store. And there's a big blotch that turns red every time anyone t touches anything. And the whole time, the camera's zooming out, right? It starts with these tight shots. Fingers touching things, just all this touching going on, hugs happening, no hugs, right? And then, and then the camera backs out, and pretty soon it's showing the whole city, but the cloud of red is still spreading, and it's basically the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, all the scary movies about contagious viruses fucking have that in it. Like, have some nerdy graphics guy showing that in it. I think people mistake graphics for graphs. <laughs> I've been looking at a couple of graphs on the thing. Like, you know, mathematicians, you know, they collect numbers and compile data for graphs. Well, well, well. I will not shut up. My life is precious to me. Never. So people who make graphs, we're cool, okay? People who make graphics... Go fuck yourself. I don't like you. Graphics. 
Go make cartoons. You know, there's five funny cartoons and there's 10,000 super frightening graphics of coronavirus spreading. All right? Coffee break from Jimmy right now. It's the same as the blinking Shark Week Chiron on the news every night. Shark Week, Shark Week, Shark Week. There's one, there's one that says Shark Week, and there's one that says Breaking News, and they're identical. And they're made by these same assholes who make the ones that show how coronavirus spreads. The cure is herd immunity, where healthy people get uh, get out there and uh, beat the disease and get immunity. And but yeah, wear masks and don't go out. And the only cure is not contacting anyone uh, or ever catching the disease. And those are the two only cures. It's our local doctor, Doc Kasheri, PhD, Esquire. <laughs> I swear to God, he didn't say exactly that the other day, but he. I got to tune into that thing once a week just to hear the craziness. I'm not saying the guy's not a real doctor. I'm just saying he's on AM radio every single fucking afternoon, so how could he be a real fucking doctor? You can get restaurant food delivered to you, which may have been prepared by people who didn't wear masks or gloves, but do you... But you have to have your groceries decontaminated outside for three hours. Pizza 2. I never know how to read the pizza 2 part. Pizza (laughs) 2. I went to Home Depot with the mask on today. I didn't demand all the money in the register. Fucking bandito. Like a sexy hand solo type bandito. I canceled my 24-hour fitness um, membership about three months, let's be fair, five months before this whole thing started. But but now I get a gross feeling thinking about 24-hour fitness. I used to just get an angry feeling because their stuff was broken all the time and it was nominally unclean. But now I just feel gross about it. I think that business is done. Generally, the the fitness sector in groups might be done, especially since they're putting screens in uh, the screens in the bicycles right now. I wish I hadn't cut off the beginning of that. It's actually very cool. Give me a dollar. When do I get my five bucks? Yes, go over to Patreon. Uh, support the show. Okay, because uh, we need your support. We want to do this every single day. Uh, thank you to the people who have pledged so far. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show and tunes in on even on live, um, where hell mo- more people. Let's be honest, more people watch the live show on live afterwards. So to call it a live show is a little silly, but it's really just hanging out on Saturday night. I think it's pretty much going to devolve to that. Uh, and I uh, quite enjoyed it because I got to play people some of my stuff and if you need a dollar I'll send it to you so go to Patreon make a pledge appreciate it 
I should have let you hear that whole thing. Next time. <laughs> Oh yeah, the graph that I was looking at showed two different things I thought was interesting. And then, uh, and then two other historical things that I thought were cool too. Because uh, through the lens of history, uh, can we understand? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, look, between the thing and the death in the family and the, and the, the Trump-Biden... <laughs> I'm just going nuts out here. Um, told you about the books last time. Listen to the books, you know. Um, there was a... Okay, so, like, right here between March... Uh, like, around March 23rd. Between March 23rd and April 3rd. Okay, the high point being April 3rd. That's when, like, the deaths... Uh, no, sorry, the new cases peaked, right? Bing, bong, bong, and then they kind of like peak every Monday after that at the same level. So like so like it looks leveled off, right? And um, but and here's the thing, and I got to scroll over to be able to look at it. But there are, in the United States, deaths, deaths, uh, 58,412. 58,412. Now, I looked at these other... This was the H2N2 virus. And look, I'm not a crazy Trump person saying this, okay? But it was 116,000 deaths. So that can either be encouraging to you, like, uh, hey, whatever we're doing is working. Killed a million people worldwide, the H2N2. 5758, right? They called it the Asian they called it the Asian flu. <laughs> um, it hit Singapore, then Hong Kong, then us. Um, and then 68, 10 years later, H3N2 um, uh, killed 100,000. So like 100,000 per. So maybe, you know, medical historians, of course, looking back on things like that, uh, are going to push for the measures that we took, you know, and probably should be pretty proud of themselves right now, uh, you know, assuming we're going to hold around 58,000, uh, which we're not, you know. It should be before they've attributed all the deaths they're going to attribute to this thing, it'll be 100,000 again. Um, but did they shut down the economy for as long of a time uh, during the 1957 and 1968 pandemics? I don't believe you'll find that to be true. I don't. Um, so, you know, an overabundance of cautiousness by medical authorities um, and a... Uh, media that tends toward uh, what's called sensationalism yeah right you know I think that's just a mix for like staying closed far longer and for shutting down in the first place because I think you'll find that the country didn't shut down at all during those pandemics you know 
Uh, I'll have to look at it a little closer and see what they did. I don't even know that they wore masks, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But as far as I know, the economy did not shut down. And, uh, yeah. What if, right? Oh, jeez. What if the death toll is just 100,000? You know, it was in 57, it was in 68, it will be this time. Um, and that's, there's nothing you can do. And you can make it long, you can make it short. Other than that, nothing you can do. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean, if you know what I mean. Some people will be sorry someday. Well, naturally, everybody will be sorry someday. Doer show. Doer. <laughs> a sad show. Started out with a death, ended up with everyone will be sorry one day. Um, this was... I don't know why it's on this day in history. <laughs> April 29th, 1863, fake news has its roots. <laughs> but no, but they did have a term in the William Randolph Hearst days called yellow journalism, which I think uh, I think went out of style only because not not for lack of hate of the of the media by the public, but uh, just because it sounds like a slur against Asian people. I mean, now it would be fake news. But, like, one side has co-opted that. And is its sole user. This, uh, this chair, I will warn you, it is pleather-made. It will make farting sounds. I think you just heard one of those. Could have been a real fart, okay? I'll let you decide. It's the theater of the mind. Um, yellow journalism. Okay, but this is what, at the time... The person who coined this, coined it? Yeah. Uh, who coined, Frank Luther Mott, an historian, uh, characterized yellow journalism as this. And see if, see if this doesn't, well, just see, you know, just, I'll read this to you. Scare headlines in huge print, often of minor news, right? Breaking news, Chiron. That's the red breaking news Chiron on at least it's on Fox and it's on MSNBC all day long. Every story, <laughs> every story is breaking and requires the, the, the color red scare headlines in huge print, often of minor news, um, lavish use of pictures or imaginary drawings, imaginary drawings, graphics, um, like the one I was just describing that I saw, I saw it as a Facebook like autoplay thing. So it was sponsored. So it was in someone's interest to pay money to like put it out there for more people to see. And it was pure, you know, who knows who crunched the numbers to put it together or if they scale or it just was not representative of anything except here, be scared. Imaginary drawings, um, use of faked interviews, misleading headlines, pseudoscience and a parade of false learning from so-called experts. Uh, number four, emphasis on full-color Sunday supplements. I guess that maybe number four only applies to newsprint. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, maybe we should all use fake news, you know, instead of just the one side kind of 
keeping it to themselves. Everybody should be critical of the media right now, because if there's anyone whose interest is it is in to sensationalize any of these stories, it is definitely them. Uh, and probably some politicians, too. But I don't think... Uh, I don't think it's in their... It's been in their interest for a long time, since Hearst, really, 1945, <laughs> to, uh, to tell the truth. Thanks for coming. Love you guys. Stay strong out there.